0: And welcome to the Big Apple School podcast, the weekly English show where we speak about everything under the sun. The major goal of the show is to help you improve your English. And of course, learn something new. My name's Katja. I'm your host. And today with me...
1: John from England. And Michael from Nigeria.
0: Guys, you know, we're doing our best to help you as much as possible, and we would like to get some feedback about it. Subscribe to our pages on Apple, Gandix, Google, VK, or other platforms where you listen to our podcast. And let us know what you think about our show. Rate and review our podcast, give us stars, leave some comments, ask questions, and feel free to send your ideas about the next episodes. It won't take much time or effort, right? But it will help us a lot to become even better. All of this... For you. Well, and Michael, John, and I are about to discuss small-scale farming. Honestly, the thing I know almost nothing about. <laughs> so, guys, I think before we talk about farming, um, it's worth giving it a definition. Like, what is farming? How do you understand it?
2: Mm. So. All right. Probably don't want to get it a start.
1: Well, farming, let's see. <clears throat> Purpose of farming, we've been doing it as human beings for about, what, 10,000 years, I think. Uh, is to produce food, and we need food to eat. Um, Before we farmed, we were hunter-gatherers. We'd wander around the wilderness looking for things to kill and eat and things to pick off trees to eat. Um, But it was a lot more, uh, shall we say, easier to capture animals, domesticate them, keep them in one place, protect them from predators, breed them, kill them and eat them and grow stuff. Um that meant that we could produce more food, have more reliable supply of food and that meant that the human population could grow. And without farming, we wouldn't be where we are today. <clears throat> farming, of course, has changed over the last 10,000 years out of all recognition. <laughs> um <laughs> And there's all sorts of different types of farming now. When I was at school learning geography, you could divide it into, in England, extensive farming or intensive farming. Well, you'll
0: you'll have to elaborate on that for us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Extensive farming means lots of land. Um, You don't throw much in the way of chemicals or or that sort of thing at it. You farm sort of pretty naturally, uh, but you're using a huge space to produce hmm. a moderate amount of output intensive farming is small amount of space with lots of inputs of labor chemicals capital equipment energy etc so if you like you can compare two systems like in holland intensive farming small country large population high population density produces mm-hmm. a lot of crops particularly like tomatoes and flowers and vegetables etc by um, putting in a lot of labour, a lot of capital equipment, a lot of um, fertilisers, um, a lot of glass houses. Compare that with, say, farming in, well, Canada, for instance, on the uh-huh. Great Plains, where huge fields um, ploughed up, plant uh, wheat or something, Yeah, it's too far north for corn, wheat and throw the seed in, leave it, Harvest it. There you have. That's where you get your um, flour for your bread from. Mm. The difference between extensive and intensive farming.
0: Well, to be honest, you mean, you know, neither of those sounded like small-scale farming. So this is something. Oh, no, no, this right. is something you can only do as
1: as you know mechanized farming. Yeah, you know, yeah. like <laughs>
0: industrial. Yeah. Maybe. Well, you
1: wanted to know what the definition yeah. of farming yeah. was. Yeah. Is to produce food. Now, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: Farming, so it can be only plants or it can be both plants and animals. Then, all right, so I'm as far from farming as you can imagine.
2: So yeah, I mean, uh, to ha- to add what, his, uh, what what he said, uh, talking about the history of farming, um, I just discovered that humans have been lazy for a long time. So, <laughs> so instead of them going out in the forest or in the wild to look for berries and pick up things and harvest whatever, uh, they decided to keep it very close to them. You know, <laughs> just having them at the back of the of the of the house or the hut. Where they lived, I, you know.
0: Well, it's not necessarily about them being lazy, but yeah. them being
2: safe Oh, smart. Yeah, and that is that is another word we use for replacing, um, you know, being lazy. You know, yeah, I'm smart. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that, that was just a joke. Yeah. I mean, basically, it's just uh, farming is just like um putting a seed or some. um some branches, I don't know, some roots into the ground and let it grow, you know, and have it as a food. So that's it basically. Um, In Nigeria, for example, I've seen here uh, usually people farm without ridges. So in Nigeria, we we do have to make um, big ridges. Uh So ridges like when you gather uh, sand together. Uh So you make a heap of sand and you make a row. you make rows with it. Uh Yeah then you not put the seed inside uh, we do that because we have a lot of rain yeah so mm-hmm. it's a tropical country it rains a lot if you're not going to make ridges uh, to protect the seed or whatever it's gonna yeah it's going to wash water. up mm-hmm. yeah and you know uh, it protects it from the birds too before the um, the seeds germinates and mm-hmm. start growing up so it protects you from the Birds and all that, so we make huge ridges. Yeah, we make huge ridges, and but so it's a little bit difficult to to farm in Nigeria.
0: (laughs) So, have you ever farmed? Yes. (laughs) So, what's your experience? Tell me about your experience.
1: Yeah, you've never farmed before. Well, (laughs) I I wasn't a farmer as such. Yeah, I wasn't either. (laughs) Kate asked about small-scale farming Mm -hmm. as a reaction to the commercial. Um, production of food, as I mentioned, in both systems. Some people have tried to, shall we say, be self-sufficient, grow their own mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, people have done it for, in in one way or another in all countries over the world um, for a long time. If they've got a bit of land, try and grow a bit of food. Um, the most productive parts of the Soviet system's um, food production was people's... Um, patches of land near their dachers, mm-hmm. right? um, as opposed to the collective farms, which weren't particularly efficient. Um, in Britain, people have always grown vegetables and fruit in their back gardens, but these days, a few people have um, gone on to what's called smallholding. That is, you have a house, you have a bit of land, maybe only an acre or something, Mm -hmm. And you grow vegetables, you grow fruit, and you can even branch out into a little bit of livestock. A lot of people these days keep their own chickens. That's uh, a reaction to battery farming. That is um, eggs produced by chickens kept in cages. People keep Mm -hmm. their own chickens now. You can feed them on scraps. A few chickens in the back Mm -hmm. garden, and you get fresh eggs, very fresh eggs. Um, And that's the sort of, if you like, small-scale farming that, i've done um i kept chickens sheep even a few pigs and for two years never to be repeated turkeys Turkeys, never oh my really (laughs) are they aggressive aggressive? (laughs) no they're just a lot of work they're a real Mm. pain oh my
0: I used to see some wild turkeys in Boston, and they were very aggressive. They were just like wandering around. I Mm -hmm. mean,
2: I mean, that's what uh, I—that's my association with uh, turkeys. Yeah, very aggressive animals. I
0: don't trust them.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I was always
0: trying to avoid them. Yeah, I
1: never found them aggressive. I just found them quite. Difficult to look after. I and mean. mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Unlike chickens, you see, chickens, and when the sun goes down, will go into their coop, their their house yeah. of their own volition, just shut the door behind them and they're safe. Yeah. Turkeys will not. Turkeys <laughs> go and find the highest place they can <laughs> to roost. Oh, my. right. So they'll go up a tree. The but problem- they can't fly. They can flutter a bit. Yeah. yeah. They can, they're not. I mean, just a little bit, to lift up a little bit. Yeah. Like, to get uh, up to the top of a tree. Yeah. The trouble is when the sun comes up, they'll come down from the tree. And if you're trying to, you know, they're. Just, Grab uh, them or something. Yeah. The, the fox will be waiting. Yeah. Right? <gasps> oh. Yeah. So I try to put them away at night. Well, of yeah. course, what they do is they get on top of the highest. Uh, mm-hmm. If there was a tree, they'd go up it. So I've got to go up the tree to try and get them down. Oh, They're no. quite oh big. My uh, yeah. So they were in a, a big netted cage, if you like. But even mm-hmm. then, they get on top of their house, and you have to get them off their house oh, and try right. and put them in <laughs> inside the house so the fox wouldn't get them. And every night, wrestling with four turns is <laughs> a lot of fun. I tell you. Yeah. Okay. What, what a weight kind of, fun. I mean, yeah.
0: Now I understand why you'll yeah. never again have turkeys. Yeah. So you've had sheep, chickens, uh, pigs, yeah. turkeys, and what have you grown? Because you said that you had oh. some veggies.
1: <laughs> yes, um, everything. Well, <laughs> no, I never, gr- I never grew cereal crops, um, uh, okay. but veggies was like you know potatoes, carrots, onions, peas, beans. Um, Else. I, I tried watermelons once in the polytunnel that didn't work not in mm. England I have we grown water- melons in England but they, that was not that successful my um, dad
0: grew watermelons this summer yeah really?
1: yeah. Where? yeah 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 in yeah. yeah. russia yeah. It, in siberia <laughs> it, yeah it it wow. grew yeah they're grew, not yeah. they're
0: not too big um, mm-hmm. I think it was around 5 kilos mm-hmm. but it was sweet it was it, nice yep. perfect
2: yep Yep. a yep. uh, student of mine showed me uh, photos too uh, mm-hmm. she grew uh, watermelon and melon
0: mm-hmm. uh, weather is a wish true. there is a way to yeah, grow yeah, anything definitely. in Siberia global warming
1: <laughs> were they actually outside
3: of no the in the glass? greenhouse in the greenhouse
0: because yeah. outside it would just no,
3: no,
2: freeze yeah it's not, it's not possible
0: mm-hmm. yeah. alright
2: all right,
1: good. So my
2: turn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, it was a really very, very interesting um, experience. Um, so uh, I went to a primary school, and in our primary school, we had farms. So um, all school, all the uh, the whole school has been uh, grouped into houses. Yeah. And each house is. Had farms Mm -hmm. So we compete in everything We compete intellectually We compete on the farm We compete, um, you know, in sports games too Mm -hmm. You know, all through the year So um, on, on, I I don't remember what day of the week right now But on a certain day of the week They tell everybody Go to your farm and do some work Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I was in primary school I was really little So basically we just do the dropping of the seed Mm-hmm. Uh weeding, yeah, when it was time to weed, then have vesting.
0: <laughs> very convenient. So you tell children children like, okay, that's a competition, and then you know,
2: yeah. There
1: you go.
0: Free labor.
2: Exactly, exactly. But I mean we eat our food.
1: Yeah. What did you grow? What what crops?
2: Yeah, we grew just basically corn. What else? I remember corn very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because in Nigeria I mean we have a lot of corns, yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly, so uh we grew uh corns it's just just it just uh the idea of it is just to give children um the experience of mm-hmm. it was it was a British school actually, yeah, so the idea was just to give kids um experience of like uh, you know growing food and being you know self sufficient mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that, yeah, so that was the essence because um Oh, when when we take our harvest home, mm-hmm. uh my mother used is like, So what do we do with all this? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we need to go and give it to our neighbors around, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> <You> know, this, <laughs> yeah, so it was I mean, so that was my experience of like farming, you know, basically because I was mm-hmm. I live in the center of the city, so we didn't even have a pinch of land for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just had some uh flowers in the pots and I mean that's not farming. Then, uh, but we had some spare rooms in the house. So we did some, um, we kept some animals too. Yeah. And I kept birds. Yeah. I kept broilers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. What, chickens? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: In, in the
2: house. Yeah, but we had some spare rooms. It's quite a huge uh, house, so there was some spare rooms somewhere in, like, the store, so we kept some chickens. Um, what else did I keep him alive? I kept rabbits. I uh, had guinea pigs.
0: Okay, so uh, guinea pigs, I guess, is just like a pet, but yeah. what about know. chickens and...
1: Chicken, rabbit, guinea pigs are for eating in yeah. South America. That's what? what? Yeah, 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 yeah. They could be very guinea big pigs? ones. Yeah, yeah, they're big ones.
2: I mean, really, very big ones. It could be big ones, yeah. I didn't, oh. yeah. I I didn't eat my guinea pig, but I ate my rabbit. <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. They could be as big as that. Yeah, sure. Oh my goodness. Really? Yeah.
0: So wait, so you kept all those animals and then you killed them to eat them yeah, in the yeah.
2: house? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: you know, I'm, I'm like I'm imagining um a picture like from Dexter show, like yeah. you know, with a lot of um. You know that uh, plastic, yeah. So that there's no blood, like you know, on the oh, walls. Oh come <laughs>
2: on, it's so easy. <laughs> you just you just lay them, uh, put a knife into the neck, you know, hold them uh, hold hold them down <laughs> till the um because they're gonna be struggling, so you hold them down, keep them calm, and the blood is not. Gonna we need sp- to,
0: we need to put you know like content warning <laughs> for this podcast.
1: <laughs> To be fair, I used to um slaughter my own chickens, but I, I did a little bit more humane than that. Uh, oh. The chickens were shot through the back of the head with an air rifle, so you really know what's happening. Mm. <clears throat> but they were outside when I did that because there would be blood flying around a bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um,
0: well, wow, mm-hmm. Michael, you're I mean, surprised. Yeah. It's mean, <laughs> okay, it's
2: not okay. You just hold them down with the leg and your leg, and uh, they're not going <laughs> to move a lot, blood is not going to fly, uh, you know, splash flash everywhere. Oh. And, and yeah, it's food. Uh, yeah.
0: But at home in the center of the city. Wait. Yeah. So, do many people farm actually in Nigeria?
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, um, uh, if a lot of people do keep some birds, you know, uh, yeah, basically, you know, chickens, you know, one, two, not not a lot, mm-hmm. because we do have some store somewhere in the house, and mm-hmm. you can just keep. Like he said, chicken are really very easy to keep. You know, yeah. So, yeah, so we do have that, basically. That's what people have in the city. Uh, Then, of course, in the villages or whatever or um, in the subhops, yeah, so people do keep more, you know, they have a place for them. They Mm -hmm. keep some uh, goats or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, basically uh, in the city, people people don't farm at all. (laughs) Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: yeah, definitely.
0: All
3: right. Like
2: grow things, you know, food to eat, veggies. No, no, no. No.
1: no. You can um, farm in the city. Yeah. A little bit, you can get a window box. Yeah, uh, Well,
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. Well,
1: I've tried growing tomatoes this year on my window box. Wow, in, in that's cool.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. there was an uh, uh, an episode of our podcast about that. Mm. Growing vegetables yeah, on I your think, balcony. I think
2: that boils down to interest, actually. Nigerians are not interested in that. I mean... Um, one thing with Nigeria is like you're just sitting right in front of your house and you see people hawking uh, these vegetables around. You know, like, you know, yeah, oh. they're just going around. They're fresh, then, you know, brand new. And mm-hmm. so why would you, yeah, so people <laughs> do not have interest in that. You can just pick them up anytime. Fruits, veggies, you know, they, they're hawking them around. It's very cheap and, you know.
0: What yeah. kind of problems can you have if you're if you're farming? I mean, because you mentioned, uh, John mentioned foxes. Mm -hmm. So is it a common problem, in, let's say, in Britain when you found?
1: Foxes, yeah. Mm. (laughs) Foxes, if you have chickens, you've got a problem with foxes. Wow. Foxes are everywhere. I mean, they've got to eat too. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have lost quite a lot of chickens to (gasps) foxes over the years. Um, And it was just down to me not building a good enough chicken house, really, Mm. or sometimes one might forget to lock them in at Mm -hmm. night (laughs) Um, it does happen Um, but yeah they're the main predator Mm -hmm. if you like in in southern england Mm -hmm. i imagine there's a few others in nigeria yeah (laughs) in
2: nigeria it's gonna be snakes aha yeah lovely yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) it's a tropical country so snakes everywhere you know what other yeah.
0: problems can there be? Michael, you have mentioned rain. Yep, yep, Like, Like yep. it can wash. Yeah, wash away the, we have strong
2: rain, very windy and all that. Yeah, so. That. What
0: about England? What problems can you have with the weather?
1: <sighs> um. Well, when you're trying to grow certain crops, you have to watch out for the frost. Mm-hmm. So, like tomatoes or potatoes, for instance, you just take potatoes so it's always traditionally said that you sow potatoes in England on St. Patrick's Day, 17th of March. But <laughs> that can be a little early. Mm-hmm. If the shoots of the potato come up and you get a frost, it'll kill the shoots mm-hmm. off. Now, they can recover, but you have to watch for that. You need to, say, cover them with something if if it, you're going to get a frost that early. So maybe delay sowing potatoes, or should I say planting potatoes, and... Um, Till a, a month later, if you live mm-hmm. further north, just as an example, water logging, if you get too much rain, mm-hmm. can kill things. Mm-hmm. It happened to me a couple of times. I lost my entire potato crop because we had wow. so much rain. Yeah, They're yeah, sitting yeah. in water and they just rot. Um, what else? Mm, with, with crops, yeah, oh, the cabbage white butterfly.
0: I know what that is. Mm-hmm. My parents have a dacha, so they're they're growing a lot of stuff. Well, not a lot of stuff, but some yeah, stuff. I so okay. I was helping them a lot this week. Uh, not week, sorry. This yeah. uh, summer. summer. And I learned so many things about <laughs> um, insects, yeah. um, crops, weather, what you need to do with the tomatoes, what you don't need to do with the tomatoes, sure, how sure. to water things. Yeah, things yeah. I had never thought I would learn, yeah,
3: yeah,
2: honestly. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's yeah. so much, there's so much technicalities in, mm-hmm. in, in, in farming in, you know, in Europe or somewhere. In Nigeria, it's quite easy. Mm-hmm. Drop the seed. Weed it. Yeah. If it
0: survives, it survives. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just weed it. Yeah. You just have to take out the weeds. Yeah. They're going to kill it. Yeah. Uh, but that's all. Yeah. It's really very vital um, land. So you just drop seed. anywhere you drop it, it's going to start growing. You know?
1: Really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have a question for you. These sure. snakes, do they come into the house after the chickens? Or?
2: Yeah. Yeah. They come after the chickens. Uh, I mean, whatever, you know, they just, they, they, they're they predators. <laughs> Can you eat the snake? Yeah, yeah. In Nigeria, we do eat snakes, yeah. So if the farmer...
0: Very... Ca- oh. Yeah, so if the farmer
2: gets this... Uh, Traitor, all these, yeah, so... So you can actually
0: um, use a chicken as a prey and then you catch snakes and then you eat them.
2: Yeah, yeah. Very convenient. (laughs) Yeah, it's like farming, yeah, and hunting at the same time.
1: (laughs) And (laughs) snake tastes like chicken, doesn't
2: it? I don't know, I've
1: never tried it before. I I have, it tastes
2: like chicken. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) really? My mom told me
1: she's tried it once.
0: (laughs) Wow. It's interesting to hear. So you, um, John, you usually plant um, things in March, you said? The well, seven-
1: potatoes go in traditionally in March, but other things, I like would so say tomato seeds in January, but inside the house. Mm. They mm-hmm. wouldn't go out into the greenhouse till mm. April.
2: Till April in the nursery.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Different different crops, different mm-hmm. times of year for sowing. Some, you know, you can sow broad beans in November, mm-hmm. and hopefully they'll overwinter. You'll lose a few, but mm. better to show that sow them in February or March parsnips let's see it says in the pack on the seed packet sow them in february uh, waste of time <laughs> <laughs> um different yeah say, a lot of things i sow um in the greenhouse to start mm-hmm. with and then you take them outside and then you plant them on and mm-hmm. for instance some beans like rudder beans or french beans yeah. you can sow them outside but it's a bit hit and miss um, you're better off growing them indoors mm-hmm. than transplanting a plant outside. But the risk then is the slugs. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's always a risk, yeah. of some kind. There's there are pests. The pests. We have, you know, they're, 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 as Michael mentioned, yeah. mm-hmm. snakes eating his chickens, yeah. it's slugs eating my cabbages and lettuces. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you can't eat slugs and like snakes, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, for, yeah.
0: But because um, it's interesting in Russia, most people start um, planting on the 1st of May. Well, mm-hmm. because we usually have very long weekend yep. um, in May, at the beginning of May, sometimes even from the 1st till the 9th. Yep. So most people go to their the holiday,
2: dashi- right? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, holidays mm-hmm. and all that.
0: So, and then they see, depending on the weather, what they can actually plant. Sure, but, sure, yeah. sure.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it becomes warmer and everybody mm-hmm. wants to go out there to do something productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and talking about food, you know, like farming or whatever. I forgot to mention that people do have trees. You know, we do mm. grow trees. Yeah, um, like apple tree. Yeah. Well, we don't have apple no, in Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So we do have trees around. So if you've got a house, uh, like in the suburb or even in the city somewhere, I mean, we, we've got like the the trees that are meant to be around at times could mm-hmm. be uh, f- fruits, fruit tree, like mango tree you can find it just right in front of houses in the centre of the city and they do produce you know mango so you can just go up there and get it (laughs) what
1: other fruit you got Mike apart from mango
2: (laughs) yeah so we do have mango guiver um, uh, watermelon so high so difficult a lot of people don't have that banana people try not to have banana because the leaves grow a lot and you know you need to clear it creates a lot of mess oranges yeah our oranges are not orange in colour they're greenish really really very you know juicy and very sweet amazing then um, pineapple yeah pineapple is so high so so people don't we don't really like pineapple that much actually yeah (laughs) Um, because we have a lot of fruits and all that. So we, I mean, we know what happens if you eat them too much. So if you eat pineapples too much, they're going to affect your tooth.
3: Oh, yeah. because it's so acidic.
1: Yeah.
2: Sweet. Then if you yeah. eat uh, too much of guivers, you can, you're going to have, what is it called again? Um, appendices. Yeah. Really. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you eat too much of it, if you eat too much of um, sweet uh, mangoes, you're going to have uh, diarrhea or dysentery. You're going to have to go.
0: <laughs> well, I guess the main idea is that everything is good in moderation. Yeah.
1: Yes, 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 yeah. All right. I, we, you know, in England, obviously, it's not oranges and mangoes. It's mm. apples, pears, mm-hmm, plums. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've got a walnut tree, hazelnut tree. Yeah. juice, oh. well... The walnut tree produces, not that I get many of them, the squirrel gets most of them. <laughs> <laughs> they're faster. Yeah, they're a lot quicker. Uh, but yeah, lots of apples. I grew the apples, a lot of them, for the pigs. Oh, I mm-hmm. see. Pig food. Wow. Great, brilliant. And the sheep quite like them as well, actually. And yeah. we're
2: dying to have apples in Nigeria. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this is one thing that grows... Um, in Russia, that you have a lot of in mm-hmm. Russia and in Siberia. But those are not like big apples. Yeah. But those tiny, tiny, tiny ones. And they're usually sour and yep. not sweet.
1: Yep. What do you use those for then? Pies. <laughs> pies? Well,
0: if you like sour things, then you can just eat them. Uh, pies, jams, um... We make some juice out of it. Yeah,
2: some juice, yeah. We call it compote. Compote, yeah. yeah, My mom
0: made like a hundred jars. Yeah. I like it. I like
2: it. I like it. Even though we had a
0: huge problem, which is um, because of the rapid change in temperatures at some point, Mm. uh, all, well, a lot of apples, um, they started to rot. Mm -hmm, And -hmm. you know, there was this smell. Yep. It's Very specific smell of like alcohol, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're not rotting, they're fermented, they're fermented, yeah, it's true. Well, You've I mean, got cider on the way, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, when I was um picking them up, a lot of them were just rotten, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. and it's funny to see the birds just flying, picking you know, those that started to ferment,
2: of course, and sure. flying. Away. I'm like, yeah. you're gonna get drunk, no, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do, yeah. I've seen a video of animals getting drunk. I've forgotten the name of the fruit, so they go to the forest, all of them go there. I mean, that's the only time they're friends together, they all go there when the fruits are fermented they ate the fruits and yeah they had a lot of problems on the way back oh. <laughs> falling you know tumbling and all that <laughs> it's so funny
0: but yeah well let's say we have I mean we my family um, we have only one apple tree mm. and we still made um, 20 jars of jam 100 jars of um, this juice juice yeah and we also had to just cut them and freeze them so we can use them for the pie filling yeah. in the winter fantastic it involves yep. a lot of work yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot yeah, yeah. And uh, while we were doing that, I was so happy that we don't have a huge potato field because that would also mean a lot of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least with one apple tree, we can handle. Yeah.
1: That's so what I used to do in the autumn. Yeah, apples. We'd uh, we bought a, an apple press, mm. small one, so some of the apples would be chopped up and put in this press and squeezed to get the juice out. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. Some of it would be stored as juice, frozen, and some I tried making into cider. Oh, a, Were you successful? Um, moderately. <laughs> it was drinkable, just, but um, not sellable. <laughs> certainly not sellable. No, no. It was certainly strong. <laughs> but the, the, you know, the waste, the pulp afterwards, pig food. Mm. They loved ah. it. Uh,
3: Okay. Yeah, it's just
2: like it's just like uh, the rabbits, you know. After like um, uh, peeling off uh, beans or mm-hmm. corns or whatever, the chaff, the chaffs the, giving to the rabbits. They they like it a lot.
0: I feel like it's very eco friendly way. I mm-hmm. mean, because you don't throw away things, you can no, either no. compost mm-hmm. it, yeah. feed it to the yeah. animals, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, I think I think um, a very effective um, small-scale farming will be to have uh, both uh, plants and one or two um, animals that could actually consume, you know, some of these remnants or
1: you know. Yeah, the animals not only consume your sort of waste vegetables, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. peelings, yeah. Your, but they in turn produce fertilizer. Yeah. And let's get down to the nitty gritty now. Different sure. types of animal fertilizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, a lot of people in England will go, if they see a horse walking on the road, they'll run outside. And try and collect the horse droppings yeah. and sprinkle it around their rose bushes. That was mm. a tradition and it's still done. However, horse manure is quite strong and mm. needs to be rotted for at least a year before mm. you use it on vegetable crops. Wow. But sheep muck you can use straight away. It's fantastic. And what stuff. about
2: cow? I think it's no cow away. has um. to be composted for ah, a year, I see. Okay?
1: I don't know what, what, what the difference is, but sheep muck can be you just shove a. <laughs> Lump a sheep poo in a hole and stick yeah. your tomato planting on top. Perfect. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to use this. Well, you need Method, yeah, <laughs>
2: sure. We have fertilizers right now, so you can just buy uh, them. This,
1: this is the point, though, you see, you're not using chemicals. You're
2: using I understand, I understand. Yes, Do you need you.
0: a lot of food to feed the sheep?
1: Well, they eat mainly grass. So that's mm-hmm. like what you need is land. Yep, yeah? yep. They need a Fair space. Enough. for for Fair Sure, sure. sure yeah, that's sure. the idea is that... Um, I mean, I had one ram and three breeding ewes. And mm-hmm. in summer, I had more than enough grass, about an acre. In winter, I'd run out of grass and then I'd have to move them around to parts of the mm-hmm, garden where mm-hmm. you wouldn't really normally the have them. go-to. Mm-hmm. You'd have to feed them, buy in food for them and what have you. But in summer, you have too much. In winter, not quite enough. But mm-hmm. it worked, just mm-hmm. about.
0: So, and what do you usually do with the wool? I mean, what you personally did with oh, the wool.
1: Now, Yes, you have to ha- sheep have to be shorn for health reasons. Otherwise, mm-hmm. see their wool can get mucky,
3: yeah.
1: particularly at their back ends, mm. and they can then be attacked by flies who will lay their eggs, which turn into maggots, which mm. will then eat Don't the sheep alive oh. and kill yeah, them. Yeah, 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 Yikes. yeah. So you have to shear them, take the wool off. But unfortunately, these days fleeces have very little value when you think that. 700 years ago the wealth of england was built on sheep farming mm-hmm, wool mm-hmm. um the speaker of the house of commons sits on a wool sack mm-hmm. that's how important wool, wool was, was to the british yeah. economy and now you when the chap would come around and sh- shear my sheep he would take the fleeces away um because mm-hmm. i couldn't sell them he would get something like 10p mm. which is like you know Ten yeah. rubles yeah. For, for a fleece.
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, think about it, how much? How, what wool things do you wear? Yeah, That's, not
0: not that many. Yeah, not that much
1: many. Yeah, exactly. uh,
0: so when you have somebody else do it for you. Yeah, sheep,
1: shearing sheep's a, 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 a skill in itself. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. A, I mean... Turning a sheep over and snipping the dirty bits off his back end is one thing. That's mm-hmm. difficult enough. But mm. Holding one down while you take the entire coat off it yeah. you know, like, without cutting the poor creature yeah. is, is quite, quite an art. Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah. That's a wow. serious work, actually. Mm-hmm.
0: I also also have a question to John again. Um, So I once heard that um, a lot of people in Britain would like to have some kind of greenhouses or gardens, but they don't have land or they can't afford it, so they can rent a piece of land or they can rent a greenhouse. Is that true?
1: Yes, there's um, the Allotment Act of, I think, 1906 or something like that, um, which is a law passed by Parliament, said that all local authorities should provide... Allotments, which is portions of land which people could rent at very low rents to grow vegetables, mm-hmm. mm. um, and that act is still in force. Unfortunately, um, during during the last the made you know, the last war, everyone had allotment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone was growing food because yep. we had rationing. Yeah. We didn't import mm-hmm. so much food, and you know, we were running out of stuff. Since then. The supermarkets meant, oh, I can't be bothered. Let's, I can't be bothered with that. I'll just buy it mm-hmm. from the supermarket. Mm-hmm. So we've fallen out of favor. Allotments were left, became big patches of weeds, and the local mm-hmm. authorities started selling them off for housing. Mm-hmm. There's only a rising demand for allotments again, but the land's not there. The local authorities aren't providing it. Ooh. Land is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, developers want to build houses now. Yep, yep, yep. And it's a problem. Yeah. so
0: yeah because I was thinking about it if that's true then what about housing because um, Britain has a lot of people mm-hmm. but not that much land mm-hmm. correct oh interesting because I was wondering if that's a common practice to rent some land to grow something on it
1: there are people who've got them but people who want allotments quite often there's a waiting list of like a couple of years to get wow them. oh yeah.
0: I would definitely just stop caring about it <laughs> within a couple of years
1: well I think that this virus thing has meant that people are more, even more interested in. Mm they're interested in leaving the cities or if they can't leave the city, getting a patch of land because during the virus, some of the shops ran out of food. Mm -hmm. People Mm -hmm. are are becoming becoming more concerned about what they eat. Will they be able to eat? Mm -hmm. Will there be continuity of supply? Um, And they, they really are interested in... What goes on their plate? Is mm-hmm. it full of chemicals or not? It's true. Yeah, yeah. It's true.
0: People have become more self, um, health conscious. I would
1: Yeah, say. yeah, yeah, definitely, and conservative.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, I have a question to both of you. Yeah. What is the, let's say, the most unusual thing you have grown for your climate?
2: I, I don't really remember. I mean, uh, in, in Nigeria, we do have. Um, Agricultural science as a subject, school. Mm-hmm. So uh, we do have practicals. So at times we do have to grow some plants, you know, mm-hmm. and bring it to the to the class and experiment how they grow and Aww. all that. Yeah. So yeah, but we grew just basically like normal things, like beans, uh, corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean things that could grow in very little container that everybody mm-hmm. could see and experiment and look at. Oh, yeah, that's about everything.
1: <laughs> I tried growing sweet potatoes. Ah, we have a lot of them. In yeah. Well, they're not yeah. really viable in England. I grew them inside a polytunnel, inside a um, wow. uh, some compost in a tub. Mm. And they were okay. They weren't, they weren't as good as the things you can buy in the supermarkets, yeah. obviously. But it worked. A lot of effort, though, for wow. very little. Not worth the effort, though. Not <laughs> worth the effort. And, but I did grow crystal apple cucumbers they grow mm. outside quite well and they're little round cucumbers are sort of about the size of one of your small bitter apples but well, they're actually a cucumber oh yeah. well.
0: I have never seen anything uh, like
1: absolutely. that absolutely yeah like
2: when he was describing it, I was trying to like you know I was googling my brain <laughs> yeah trying to picture
0: it like <laughs> it's just the reason why I asked this question because this year my parents decided to try something new so they planted uh, Brussels sprouts
1: wow I love Brussels sprouts I, I love, love it <laughs>
0: but um, so we were were, you know, planning on harvesting it in September, maybe the end of August, because we didn't know. And only after we noticed that there are not that many, you know, Brussels sprouts themselves. We Googled that and it turned out that you have to harvest it in October when the temperature is around minus five. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. That's when it, it grows. And, and it was
0: so surprising. We're like, what? <laughs> yes. But it's growing
1: and it's so fun. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. You know, Brussels sprouts, they do say in England you should wait, you shouldn't pick your first sprouts until you've had the first frost. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the frost will make them slightly sweeter. Uh, I'd be interested to see how your Brussels sprouts last through uh, Siberian winter. In England, they'll you can carry on picking sprouts right through the winter, right through until yeah. March. I don't think mm. that
0: that can be done in Siberia.
1: Yeah, minus thirty probably kill them off. I would yeah, say. yeah, definitely <laughs> I'm, I'm it sure. kills everything off.
0: <laughs> I am sure. All right, so and that was about um, growing food, but what about making our own food? So, for example, well, I see a lot of trends these days. People make their own cheese, um, milk, mm. oat milk. Uh, Nut milk, what else? Cottage cheese. So a lot of things. So what do you think about it? And have you ever made any type of food like that?
2: Um, yeah, I think it's really, really very good. Um, it's a way for people to relax together, you know, like a family or friends, uh, family friends and all that to do that. And to, I mean, uh, to go through the process, you know, it's kind of like, uh, for educate, it's educational too as well. Mm-hmm. So, and all that. And I think it's really very good. You know, I, I think I like cooking. So I think it's really, really very good for, for every individual to, to, um, to have such an experience um but way back if i think about my family i don't remember us really doing anything yeah sure yeah apart, apart from cooking or whatever we we don't really make food we mm-hmm. don't marinate nothing and yeah basically so
0: not not
2: you think you've never done. yeah 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 we, we, i mean we just get some fruits at times make mm-hmm. some juice yeah but i think that's not what you're talking about now
0: well, I mean, whatever you can make.
2: Yeah, I mean, just juice. I remember we made ah, we made soya beans, right?
0: Yeah, we we both, Joan and I, look.
2: Yeah, soya puzzled. beans. So we get soya, uh, so soya cheese or whatever. So we get soya uh, soya seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're being processed then um, somehow, somehow, it turns into a cheese letter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I, uh, very detailed process, right? <laughs>
2: Description. It's a long time, I don't remember. I wish my mom was here.
0: <laughs> All right, John, what about you? Have you ever made anything?
1: Well, I would have liked to have had a go at making cheese. Unfortunately, you need a dairy animal. to do that. Mm-hmm. so... You can get milk from a sheep. I have milked sheep once, but you don't get much out of it, and it's uh, a a nuisance, shall we say. Goats. I considered goats. Mm -hmm. They're not a bad dairy animal for small-scale production, but they're very destructive. A cow is really out of the question, but that's what you really need is a dairy animal to produce milk. To make cheese, you need the milk, and you need a thing called rennet, which Mm. is... Um, usually taken from the inside of a calf's stomach. What that does is separate the milk between from the solids to the liquids, mm. separate, um, the curds and whey. Yeah. Um, you can buy a chemical now instead of using um, actual rennet from a calf's you stomach. Can, mm-hmm. You can use some leaves. In Nigeria, they have some special plants okay. they use. I saw that, yeah. And that performs... A, okay, that's good. Anyway, having done that, the solid stuff... Uh, once you strain the liquid out of it, is what's that Russian cheese you buy here? Tworog. Uh, uh, Tworog. That yeah. is essentially what curds are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what you do after that is what makes the hard cheeses that you see all across the world, you know, the from Stilton to Camembert to cheddar, mm-hmm. are all start as, what's it again, Michael? Tworog. Right. <laughs> all right. Squeeze it and press it and add a few other things, and that's how you get cheese cheese, as it were. Yeah. Cheese, cheese. I would have liked to have tried that, but never had a dairy animal. But oh. I have made sausages, mm. <laughs> and wow, ham, and bacon. Cool. Uh, I wonder
0: why. Maybe because you had pigs.
1: pigs? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, if you hadn't done that, that would have been a waste.
1: Yeah. <laughs> of very pig. nice
0: pig. Yeah,
1: yeah. But he's will pigs are the most efficient animals for turning into meat. Mm. They use something mm-hmm. like... 60 or 70% of the pig can be turned into one form or another of food. Oh, that's which is cool. a much greater percentage than, say, a cow. You should, you
0: should talk to some Russians, they will say 90%, trust me. <laughs> well, there
1: yeah. are the bones, yeah. Sure, sure, <laughs> yeah. sure.
0: I mean, because um, I know that a lot of people, so you can use the bones and not to boil them for a long time and then you make this uh, meat jelly
1: holiday. Well, yeah, yeah, I've heard this stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, Yeah in Nigeria, usually the bones are um, dried up then they're being crushed and they use for dog's food, like a dog um, pudding or whatever. Yeah, they love it a lot. Yeah, Good
1: idea.
0: So what about, uh, let's say, bread and pasta? Have you ever done that?
1: Oh, yeah. Because, I
0: mean, I I know some people, they try to uh, buy as little as possible in a shop and they try to make as much as they can. Yeah,
1: I've made bread. Got bread maker. Person.
0: Oh. Yeah. I've never done it. Yeah, I have we've a student never tried who it
1: uh
0: she used to bring uh, freshly baked bread every Friday to one of our mm-hmm. classes wow. that she would make like, you know in the morning the same day. Wow. And we have, like, you know, the smell of rosemary.
2: Oh, mm. I
0: loved it. Yeah. But I have never done it myself.
2: Mm, I, I want to. Yeah, we, we've never tried that too before.
0: You know, I follow the page on some social media of uh, Jamie Oliver, who's a British chef, mm-hmm. and I love his position about how he also tries uh, not to buy a lot of things at the supermarket, but to grow everything and to make everything from scratch. Yep. I love that. I love that idea. But also he has a garden, a big house, so greenhouses, so he he can do that. Mm. Probably not. Uh, well, an easy thing to do when you're living in a small apartment in Siberia. Yeah. So
2: I think I think it's really very important to try to do things yourself because you know it's uh, kind of like reset the mind. You know, it uh, it brings you down to uh, to understanding how. Um, food is very important for people how mm-hmm. food is important for for everyone you know without without food we're nothing so mm-hmm. yeah so when you try to do stuff like that it's kind of like it resets the mind it um uh it teaches you to be uh probably um to be concerned about healthy food and all mm-hmm. that so yeah
0: i can see a lot of people nowadays um to be concerned about let's say their health yeah. and I can see a lot of people making their own food, choosing organic food, um, you know, promoting all the ethical farming. Do you think it's just a trend? Or why is there suddenly such a popularity of all these organic food? Is it just a trend? Are the companies just no, trying to use ge-
1: that? I think there's genuinely concern about what goes in to producing food and therefore what you eat. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Uh, let me think. Give you an example. Carrots, for instance. Simple, plain old vegetable carrots. Now, have you ever bought a carrot that's got little black bits in it?
3: hmm Yeah,
1: uh, that's carrot root fly. That's the larvae of the carrot root fly. So how do you get rid of that? Well, we used to use in Europe a thing called deris dust, which is a powder mm. you sprinkle into the ground as you sow the seeds, and this kills off the larvae of the carrot root fly. So you get perfect, nice carrots. However the carrot must absorb some of this chemical so deris dust has been banned Mm. but how do you prevent the carrot root fly getting at your carrots? It's quite difficult to be honest Mm -hmm. but that is part of the reason for the organic movement is people are prepared to pay more
2: so -hmm. they don't
1: eat a sort of bit of deris dust with their Mm -hmm. carrots Mm. the same goes for all other um, vegetables but the price, of course, means that a lot of people can't afford it, don't want mm-hmm. to. Um, it makes things a hell of a lot more difficult to try and produce things organically. I've tried, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I really have. Um, and the GM crop thing frightens people, I think. It's yeah. mm-hmm. so hard to avoid. Yep. You know, very hard to avoid because, um, for instance, my pigs were um, raised, as I thought, quite organically. But unfortunately... The pig food I would have to buy mm-hmm. to supplement the apples and cabbages I grow for them was GM. Mm-hmm. Came from America, I think. So, hey, so
0: But is GM food always a bad thing?
1: <clears throat> don't know. <laughs> <I> don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I mean, uh, talking about talking about the um, you know the movement and mm-hmm. and the hype and everything of yeah, uh, yeah. Well, some people overreact or do it for commercial reason. Yeah, but. I agree with John. uh, With with John, I think it's genuine. It's, um, uh, it's to create awareness for people Mm -hmm. to, you know, to be healthy and uh, have a healthy uh, way of life. Um, Like a saying goes, you're what you eat, you know? So, And talking about GM, I don't know if I'm going to be sued or... (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid for Big Apple, if Big Apple is going to be sued, but I'm against GM, uh, Genetic Modified Food. I'm from Nigeria where uh, food... uh, I mean, we eat, you know, practically 100%, you know, natural food, organic Mm -hmm. food. So GM for me, it's really very, very irritating. I got used to it, living in, in Europe for... Uh, more than 13 years, but yeah, I know I know the difference and mm-hmm. it, the difference is so clear and I think uh, people deserve to eat organic food and we, we have enough in, in our <laughs> planet, yeah, sure. And we can improve in that. So people up there,
1: whatever, should be concerned. People have been modifying um, animals genetically for centuries. That's why um, the sheep that were farmed in England 500 years ago, about half the size of the ones there are now. Oh. They were mm-hmm. just selectively bred. That's mm-hmm. genetic modification, but it's not fiddling with the actual genome. Yeah, yeah. It's only doing the same thing, but more slowly. Mm-hmm. So um, interfering with how things are grown has been going on for centuries. Carrots, for instance, going back to carrots, carrots are actually purple, Carrots originate from Afghanistan and they're purple. The reason they're all orange is because when the Dutch got hold of them back in the 16th or 17th century, they... selectively bred them to be orange Mm -hmm. because the Dutch royal family is the house of orange, Orange. right? And they want, hence their football team plays in orange, everything's orange in Holland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And carrots are now, generally speaking, orange. So you can buy packets of seeds with purple and yellow ones in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like
2: I told you about oranges in Nigeria, they're green. Yeah, greenish, yeah. Definitely. When I show people a f- picture and I say, what is this? And they're like, I don't know. It's that's an orange. Really? But if you taste it, <laughs> you will never go back to the one mm-hmm. in the shop that is orange. Oh, orange, really? Never.
0: Is that I, that big a difference?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, a couple of years ago, when we went there with my wife and she tried that orange and she came back and she saw the ones in the shop was like, something spooky. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was a reaction, really.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Sure. So, and that's about... Um, GM food and what but what about animals? So because I know that there are industrial farms uh, and ethical farms there. Yes. So what's the difference?
1: Big difference. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons I embarked upon <clears throat> keeping livestock. I'm not a vegetarian, doubt if mm. I ever will be. We <laughs> got that. But, <laughs> but, but let's not start that debate. <laughs> I um I do care about animals a lot and um I was horrified when I discovered about uh, about some of the farming practices that go on to produce Mm -hmm. cheap food for our table, for our plates. And I thought, well, do something practical. Raise your own pigs, your own chickens, and that way they'll have a much more natural, Mm -hmm. uh, a much pleasanter life. They're still going to get killed and eaten, but at least while they're alive, there won't be Mm -hmm. chickens, for instance. Chickens, I would imagine, here across the United States are all raised in great big sheds. Mm-hmm. Millions of them packed together underneath big lights, pumped full of um, antibiotics. Because yep. Being so close together, they get diseases. This has a negative effect on us because... Using antibiotics in animals routinely means that we will gradually become, um, or should we say the diseases, will become immune, immune to the antibi- them, yeah, antibiotics, so we won't be able to use them for ourselves. These poor animals are supposed to be outside, pecking and scratching. That's what chickens washing. do. Enjoying the life. Pigs yeah. is even worse. Pigs, uh, the minimum standard for pig keeping in Britain is on slats, which is like being in a big room with floorboards with gaps in the floor so that the poo falls Mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. But at least they can move around and socialize. Mm -hmm. Whereas, unfortunately, um, commercial pig production usually involves what's called sow crates, where the female pig is kept in a sort of pen where it can't move at all. At all, yeah. It's fed at the front end, the poo's collected at the back, and the piglets are delivered, and it stays in this for the eight years of its miserable life until it's slaughtered and turned into sausages. Whereas pigs should be outside, rooting around in the ground, eating naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I believe, and that's what pigs should Rolling on the be. floor, yeah, mm-hmm. enjoying life. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's how my pigs lived. Um, whereas, fortunately, Danish bacon and. Dutch bacon and most of what's produced in Europe is produced in sour crates. It's a lot cheaper, yep. mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. A lot cheaper. But it's not very fair on the pig, yeah. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm totally against that sort of farming.
0: That's why I, um, I saw, when I was buying eggs in the US, I saw just eggs and then there were free range eggs. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the chickens were running. Yeah. In England
1: now, the pressure built up so much that almost all eggs now are sold at free range. Mm-hmm. Right. But is that uh, true, though? It is true, yes. because okay. right, yeah.
0: like, how much can we believe when we see it <laughs> <a sudden label? laughs>
1: Almost all eggs sold in shops are free range. Unfortunately, still a lot of eggs from battery hens are used in England, but they're imported and used in the catering industry.
2: So mm-hmm. when you
1: buy a mm-hmm. cake from a supermarket, quite, it's been made in a factory where mm-hmm. they will buy the cheapest eggs they can mm-hmm. get. And they will, of course, be from battery hens, quite often produced abroad in places like Greece and Spain. The EU was supposed to have sorted all this out. But, of course, the EU does not enforce its own rules. So sour crates were supposed to be banned across Europe, but they're not. Well, Mm -hmm. they they are banned, but they're still in use. Same with battery hens. They're not supposed to be in use, but... um, they're not enforcing right. their rules. Exactly. Let's move to
0: something more positive. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. I don't want to
0: end on this. Yeah, side. we're no. not
1: going to
2: get to the root of that. Yeah, really. So,
0: what if you had no um well, let's say limitless finance. Yep. Uh you had as much land as you want. Yep. What would be your perfect farm be like?
2: Oh, come on. That's my dream even without the limited uh, limitless or whatever. It's my dream In the future to to, to have a a ranch, you know. I don't know how big it is going to be, but I want to have a ranch.
0: (laughs) So what do you want to have there? Do you want to have cows, sheep, horses?
2: Yeah, I'm going to have basically uh, all domestic animals, you know. Um so one or two horses uh just for just for going around, you know, mm-hmm. my vast uh ranch. Um uh, then um I'm gonna have birds, you know, like chickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm gonna keep turkey <laughs> after what <laughs> John said. <laughs> <laughs> then but but I would like to have an ostrich. Yeah. In Nigeria <laughs> Yeah, in Nigeria we have ostrich farms. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah, there's there's actually people tried ostrich farming in Britain. Didn't work out
0: too well. <laughs> so your dream farm is in Nigeria then.
1: Yeah, yeah, in Nigeria. All right. Yeah, definitely.
2: Because I mean, I need to have. I mean, it's cheaper for me. I can produce more because of the 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 weather. Mm-hmm, the, the land mm-hmm. is very fertile. So, mm-hmm. and it takes just a couple of hours to come to Russia. Have <laughs> <closer>. right. you <laughs> eaten ostrich? I've not tried it before. Yeah. No, you I'm, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not really sure. Like, I, I went somewhere to have an ostrich. Yeah. Probably some, I don't know. Uh, because there are a lot of other options and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Surprise,
1: yeah. surprise. It tastes like chicken.
2: Yeah. I mean, too many things in the world taste <laughs> like chicken. Like, I mean, it has a texture
1: of beef, though. I
2: heard, I heard crocodiles even taste yes, like chicken. Yes, they do. Too. Yeah. Alligator
1: tastes like you chicken. You have tried it? Yes. I've not Floor. tried it. <laughs> Emu, chicken. <laughs> and John said he cares a lot about frogs, animals. You know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, frogs have not tried yet. Frogs' legs taste, taste like chicken. Yeah.
0: So, John, what about your perfect farm,
1: dream Well, I sort of had it. Um, I would have had, if I'd had the time, it's not some of the money, it's the time, huh. really. mm-hmm. Another acre and a bit more time, I would have had a couple of Dexter cows. Mm-hmm. Um, which are a small, hardy breed of cows which you can leave outside all year. Yep, you can milk them and you can eat them, so they're dual purpose. Yep. So, because in order to produce milk, of course, cow has to have a calf and yeah. mm-hmm. then eat, so you can have the milk rather than the calf. So, mm-hmm. the realities of farming, I'm afraid. Yeah,
0: sure. Yeah, too many said (laughs) (laughs) realities. They're hard to farming. All right. Interesting.
2: Yeah. Thank you
0: so much.
2: You're welcome. welcome.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that was the Big Apple School podcast. And today we discussed small scale farming. And we learned so many things. I I think you are just like me. You know, not a big farming person. So uh, we defined farming. We talked about farming in Nigeria and farming in England. We talked about, um, well, about the culture of dachas in Russia and producing our own food, cheese, plant-based milk, bread. We talked about that being a trend or not trend. We briefly mentioned ethical farming versus industrial farming. And Michael and John described their perfect dream Arms. Thank you for listening. And remember, if you struggle to understand our conversation, you're always welcome to our website, which is bigappleschool.com podcast. You can listen to the podcast and read the script at the same time. So very helpful. Also, if you want to get more content, uh, which will help you learn English, you can follow us on social media such as Instagram, VK, YouTube, Telegram, basically every single social media just again search our name which is big apple school that was katya and my guests for today were
2: john from england and michael from nigeria
0: stay tuned and we'll see you around